Hello, everyone. You're listening to Talking About Death Will Not Kill You. I am talking with the lovely Marilyn today. Hello, Marilyn. Hi, Lisa. Now, I um, I not stalked you, but I approached you on Facebook uh, after I saw that you were putting a call out for um, people who have loved ones in a particular cemetery. Um, I, I'm happy to say the name because the the um the outcome of it was is quite good, but we don't have to if we don't want. So basically, a very big uh, cemetery in Western Sydney, um, and you were just calling to I'm, see people's negative, not negative feedback, but issues they've had. That that's correct, Lisa, and and I'm happy to to uh, name the cemetery, which is Pine Grove, um, out at Mitchenberry in Western uh, Sydney. I'd I'd say it's like the biggest one we've got. I would say, like, I'm not an educated person on that, but it feels like it's the, one of the biggest ones we've got in Western Sydney. I, I think it is. I think it's something like about 62,000 um, hectares. And, and I think they're, you know, they're close um, in the next, you know, few years to actually uh, getting fairly full. Yes. Um, and it's it's been there since 1962. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been around for a while now. I've got a few loved ones there. I've got, um, oh gosh, I'd have to keep track. I have an uncle, I have my father there. I have um, two best friends there. I have uh, friends, oh God, so many friends, parents and things there. So it feels like anyone who, who anyone who's anyone that lives in, in Western Sydney knows somebody at Pine Grove. Do you have yeah, loved I, ones I in Pine Grove? Yeah, we have um, some extended family and also quite a few friends, just as you were saying. And and yeah, anyone you speak to usually knows somebody that um, has been laid to rest in Pine Grove at some time. And how did you go and about? Re- yeah, the reason that um, I got involved in speaking with Pine Grove was that um, um, I'll just give you a little bit of my background. Please. Um, I I worked for many years with the Department of Veteran Affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a manager for many years and looking after veterans and their families and um, I would quite often go out to Pie Grove, you know, many times in a year and I still do because I've, uh, since I retired, I've um, kept up an association with uh, different groups mm-hmm. and so I'm regularly out at Pine Grove um, and I just noticed how it was deteriorating and, um, and I was out there only uh, last Thursday for uh, another funeral. Um, so about probably about three or four weeks ago now, I'd been out there for a funeral and uh, I actually wrote to um, the CEO of Invercare um, because um, I just thought I needed to uh, put on paper the um, displeasure I had with the way that uh, it was looking now. Is Invercare and, uh, the, the company that runs from it? Do they that's run? correct. Okay. Invercare run uh, quite a lot of uh, cemeteries in Australia. Right. It's an Australian company and uh, they have cemeteries and crematoria in both Australia and New Zealand. Wow. Um, and they're also in the aged care sector too, I, I believe. Um, so they're in the business of um, looking after people. And how did you get so, uh, Sorry. How did you... So you sent them an email? 
I sent the CEO of the company uh, an email and um, I must admit I had uh, a reply from uh, one of his staff that evening and uh, I think it was in, within 24 hours I had an email from him. Wow. And what I'd suggested was that um, uh, he maybe should come out to the park and walk through the park with me and have a better understanding of what's going on. Shit. And he took you up on that um, offer? Well, yeah, he did. He did. That's actually. amazing. Sorry, you just don't think they'd have the, you know, they don't have the time. They wouldn't make the time, but that's amazing. No, no, and I agree. And and to be uh, get a reply and a response so quickly too mm. Um, mm. was really pleasing. Um, and he actually hooked me uh, into. He couldn't come out, but he hooked me in with um, a fellow by the name of Steve Nobbs. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. And Steve is the uh, executive general manager for uh, the cemeteries and crematoria in Australia. And um, he got in touch with me and he said he would uh, definitely like to meet up with me and, and come with me. And so I met up with him and his general manager for the um, cemeteries out in Sydney, who is uh, Simone Ravenscroft. And that that occurred, as you know, um, yesterday. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. So, so what happened with this? So you had. So basically, you were implying you were sorry, imploring people to um, offer their feedback as to their issues with the with the um, with the park and and what they've experienced with their loved ones. What was what were some of those things that you had to share? Yeah, I. I decided that um, I'd go on to a couple of community pages that I belong and just let them know what I was doing because I know that there's a lot of people, as you said, out in Western Sydney um, that have loved ones there and um, and get some feedback so I could actually take that to the meeting. Um, and I, I had a, a really good response from um, three community groups um, and it, it's it's been overwhelming, the people that... Um, that are happy that, you know, something's being done. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Mm. Um, but um, uh, most of the, the problem, or I'd say the main problems have been, and I'd just take a drink of water. No, you're right. There's plenty of water to go around at the moment. <coughs> <coughs> too much, too much, isn't there? <laughs> have you got a swimming pool in your backyard yet? Not yet, but I'm waiting for it. Our, our <laughs> land is flood prone, so I'm like, I'm on tender hooks the whole day. I've just been eating all my oh. feelings, which is great. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I hope you, you get through it safely. Good. Yeah, so look, one of the big things has been the uh, the plaques are actually have been sinking into the ground yep. in the lawn cemeteries. And there's quite a bit of lawn cemetery out there, as you probably are aware. And so that was a really big issue. Um, because as it sinks, um, you know, weeds have grown over because they usually just lawn mower straight over the top. And people were very frustrated with the fact that they were having to go there and, and you know, uh, get down some people and, and snip it with scissors and, um, and just the overall look of it with them all sinking. Yeah. So that was the number one. Yeah. Uh, number two was that the damage to the plaques in the lawn cemetery. Yep. Um, with the lawnmowers and so on going over. Yep. And um, one of the other big things was um, communication. 
And so that, that was the three big issues. There was other issues like uh, weeds and, um, and rubbish being removed um, and other, you know, minor issues as well, which hopefully we're going to get most of those smaller ones, we're going to get those resolved within, you know, a month or so. Um, but the big ones, um, the sinking of the plaques um, is due to the topography out there at, at Mitchenberry. Yeah. And up until uh, probably 2008, 2006, somewhere around there, um, the plaques were just been laid on soil. And so that actually has caused the problem where they're actually sinking. Mm. And, you know, as you get more rain, it's just going to Compact. go further and further. Mm. Exactly. Um, so the management already have a plan in place to try and rectify that. Um, in a lot of cemeteries uh, around Australia now, uh, what's best practice, and um, I think it's also maybe compulsory, I'm not 100% sure on that, mm. is that what they do is they put down um, large concrete plinths. And as you know, uh, cemeteries, lawn cemeteries are usually done in rows. So they put down large big plinths and then when the graves go in, uh, the headstones are laid on the plinth, the yep. concrete plinth, so that prevents it from happening. Yeah. Um, because of the uh, unusual number of uh, different size headstones that are allowed to be put down there, that's not actually possible at, um, at Mitchenberry. So what they're doing is they're going to, and that they have already started, um, taking up each individual one that sinks and then they'll build that up with soil and then it'll be concreted and then the, the plaque will sit on that. Um, we came to uh, an agreement yesterday at the meeting. They've, they've sort of been doing one-off and I suggested that um, what they would be better doing is doing one section of the cemetery mm. and have have their signs up telling people what's happening yeah, um, and get one section finished so people can actually see what is happening because, yep. I, as you're probably aware, one of the biggest things um, is perception. Yes. And perception can be bad when there's not communication. Yes. And so that's one of the big things I, I spoke to them about. I said, you know, why don't you just get one section done at a time Yes. Um, and if you've got a had it roped off for a week or two, if you've got the signs up there and explaining what's happening, people will accept that. Yes. When people don't know what's happening yes, um, and they're left in the dark, that's when people get frustrated and angry. Yes. So that's that's the major thing uh, that's happening as far as the plaques. Um, and I think, you know, that's a long-term solution and I think people have just got to be patient. I think that, um, you know, it's frustrating with weather like this because weather like this hampers outside work, as we all yes. know. Yes, and it and also so may, it exacerbates the issue too. Exactly. Yeah. And I think if people can just be patient, know that we're having this open dialogue with uh, Pine Grove Management and that's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, they're prepared to have that ongoing dialogue with people like myself and other people from the community so that we can keep moving this forward. 
and getting these uh, resolutions to the problems. That in itself um, is, is quite admirable. I love the fact that they, I mean, that, you know, big, I feel like it is a big corporation because they are obviously infrequent. Yeah. yeah. So for them to take the time to talk to one person, not, not a community group, not something that's been like a, a huge Facebook thing. They basically, you wrote an email, that's all you had to do and you got heard, which is, is great. The sinking plots, uh, the sinking headstones, as distressing as it is, especially when it's your loved one that it's happened to, it's very, very common and it just, it it is, yeah. uh, I want to say is like it, it looks worse than it is and it is upsetting, but at the same time, yeah, um, you know, you've got to understand that that is a common thing. It, it's just something that happens and, you know. It's, it's nature and it's weather. It um, is. And as I said, you know, in the future, like the best practice is actually to put down those concrete plinths. Yes. And um, but you know this is going to be resolved, um, but it is just going to take um, time. Um, you know, there's other things that have been happening at the uh, cemetery as well. Things like um, uh, vases going missing off um, plaques, people that actually uh, pay for bronze vases, mm. and They've had a lot of them stolen and you're probably aware that this is also happening out in housing developments and at businesses because people want the copper. Mm. Thieves take take it for the copper and then they sell it off. Um, so they've ordered uh, quite a few hundred of those um, to replace what's been stolen. Um, and then the, there's a few things where it comes back to communication and we talked about uh, how important it is with um, uh, staff being able to be empathetic and also to try and get some amicable resolution when a, a client or a family member does ring in with a complaint because that's what's been frustrating a lot of people also. Mm. And uh, one of the things has been with the, the damage to plaques by the lawnmowers and people have, you know, unfortunately in the past have been told you've got to pay for it yourself. Um, so we're rectifying those little things yep. um, first off. And you, you talked about big organisation and the fact that uh, they were willing to listen to me. Um, I think that the fact that they, were, they weren't there denying anything mm -hmm. um, when I brought up all the issues, they accepted that things haven't been done uh, as well as they would have liked in the past. But they're also, um, I believe, uh, committed to um, going forward, trying to rectify and build up a really good relationship with the community because they're any, they are an important part of our community. Yeah. Um, and they hold things there. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I go there every now and then. Um, they're Anzac Day. Um, uh, Days and also uh, remembrance and days. They, I have they no hold idea. those there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so they are part of the community, and um, they want to get uh, Mitchumbury back to to looking like it used to be. It was really a jewel, I thought, mm. um, as far as a lot of cemeteries went. And um, so, I think, as I said, I think it's just got to be uh, people be patient. Yeah. Uh, know that they do have a voice. And one of the things they did talk to me about yesterday was that um, they were hoping that in the not too uh, distant future that they will set up uh, what's called 
probably Friends of Pinegrove, mm -hmm. where people like myself and other people can be uh, part of that community and then work with them where there is issues and, uh, you know, to get resolutions. Do they have anything like a Facebook page that they use to communicate with the community? They do have, they do have a Facebook page. Um, and um, there is a lot of information on there. Uh, yeah. th there's also some Facebook pages that, you know, private people have set up uh, yeah. about Pine Grove. Um, but what, one of the other things I, I actually talked to them about was um, their, web, web, their website page is, is awful. Um, <laughs> and um, they're actually getting a new website uh, done at the moment and that should be up by the middle of the year. And um, I think that will be a really good tool to make sure that they're keeping people up to date as well yeah. um, as far as, you know, what they're going to do in the park. Was it very difficult for you to find the details to contact them, like for a regular person with an issue? I've heard of a lot no. of people going to like, from from what I've heard and what I've seen through posts on Facebook, I don't visit there very often, um, but they, they would go to the, the office that's at the front of the park and the yep. response from there would be mixed. It would be good and, and sometimes not so good in in trying to orchestrate, you know, an answer or something, some resolution. Yeah, and I, I, look, that's that's a fair comment because I've heard that uh, so many times and, uh, and you know, that was what I, I said to them and... Um, in not so many words, and they agreed that, you know, there's things that they can do better with their yeah. training and and, with, and their staff and so on. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things also is that, like a lot of businesses, um, they've lost staff through COVID. Yeah. And um, they they are trying to get staff and, and you know, there's got to be special people that want to work in uh, cemeteries and so on, like people that want to be nurses or police and uh, firemen and so on. It's, um, I think they're people that uh, do have empathy, but yes. sometimes at the front desk they might might get it wrong. Um, it's customer I, service to a whole new level when you when you work yeah, in those sort exactly. of industries. Exactly, because it's a people business and uh, it means you really need to uh, be aware of how that person might be feeling. It might be yeah. a little thing to somebody in the office, but gee, it can be a great thing uh, to somebody that lost a loved one only, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, because it's safe bet to say when you see people in those sort of industries like uh, firemen, police people, um, you're not seeing people at their best. So you need to, there's a special skill set in handling that, I believe. Um, oh. Empathy is, is one of them, is compassionate. It's just, you know, it's just, being able to sometimes people just want to be heard and that's really often all they need to hear and that's as hard as it sounds but it's, it seems a hard task by a lot of businesses just to listen to their customers that they make they make it like it's a it's an effort so yeah I believe that that's a good and, thing that they heard you at least and I, I think you're spot on there as far as uh people just want to be heard mm. and I think that's with the response that I've uh, received um, that's what I was hearing also um, and that's what as I said it comes back to that communication if we can keep that communication going um, in an open direction um, I think that helps with any business to um, to stop 
you know, issues before they become one. Um, so, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that um, what we discussed yesterday, uh, as I said, there's a few personal issues for people I've taken up yep. and I'm sure they're going to be sorted out fairly quickly. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. I, I uh, and, remember it was a while ago, so to cut you off, there was a while ago there was a post where someone shared it in a local page and they had one of those industrial signs like they have on the side of the road when there's roadworks and stuff. And they basically, it was just up in the park. I mean, again, I don't follow their Facebook page and I didn't look on their website, so I'm sure it was communicated better. But there was an, uh, the sign was basically saying that a park cleanup was going to happen between one date and the other. And I can only assume, and from what I heard after the fact, like uh, personal effects that were put on people's graves were taken and removed and things like that. Was that covered in the meeting at all? Actually, we, we only briefly talked about that, and that's something that I've actually got in uh, my little black book to, to take up because I'm having another meeting in a couple of weeks uh, with, um, with Simone. Oh, wow. um, that's but my, my, my understanding is that um, uh, generally, you know, a lot of cemeteries, and I think they're the same, don't like a lot of uh, memorabilia or stuff being put on. on yes. Uh, uh, graves. I think I think an exception is probably um, the babies yeah. area out there. Yeah. Um, and I know there was an issue with that, and I did raise that because um, uh, some people had raised that with me, where um, they'd go there and, and the memorabilia they'd had there had been thrown around or what have you. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of something that I did uh, I did mention, mm. and we'll take that up a bit further. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's very well, difficult. It's, it's a public space, so you know it is. It's, and it's, it's how do you how do you it's, open, it's a very difficult situation. Yeah, it's basically open from you know uh, early morning daylight, I think, to dusk. Yeah. Um, and seven days a week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, and it's a big place. So you know, people, as I said, with the theft of the vases, um, for the copper. People can easily drive around there and um, yep. and you know do things and no one knows about it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's another issue that I spoke about yesterday was that um, with this communication thing, that instead of um, when people actually go out to visit their loved ones and then they you know, haven't been there for six months, they go out and they find damage or they found something's happened to their 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 plaque or their um, gravestone, um, that staff at the park should be monitoring those things and letting the people know beforehand yeah. um, so that when they get, get there, they're not, you know, overcome with uh, emotion and grief because they, they find that it's damaged. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, they talked about. They're, they're implementing um, systems uh, probably where they'll have um, and and this is still in their planning stages, but where they'll have uh, a specific person that's um, Assigned responsible each mm-hmm. for each area. So it, that gives some accountability then. And mm. also it gives uh, that person that's in charge of that area that um, I think it's a good thing for them. So yeah. that, you know, um, they know they're doing a good job if, if there's no complaints and people are happy with what they uh, they see in the area. and 
that's another way then that, you know, they will be able to pick up if there's a, a problem and then log it with, uh, with uh, the office and hopefully then follow through and ring the, uh, the family. Yeah. Um, but that's not always possible either because, you know, often that there's no family contact on, on the computer records because people have passed on and their family have moved. Yep, numbers um, have changed. So many, so yeah. many different outcomes there. Yeah. And I, I think, as I said, one, one of the big things is about communication because there was a lady that contacted me that, um, and um, she'd lost a member of her family very young. Um, and her grandfather was the one that actually uh, purchased the plot. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realise that when you purchase a plot, that person that purchased it is the person that um, not own because you never own it. Yes. It's in perpetuity, but they actually have the role of being able to um, decide what happens. I so that's an easy way of saying it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, her grandfather passed on and then um, he they hadn't had a plaque put on this member's grave and she wanted to have one put on and she approached the office and she was told, no, she can't because her name wasn't down as the, uh, yep. the owner the person, or the, the contact person, person. person responsible yep. for that plot. Yeah. Um, and that that's not just at uh, Pine Grove. A lot of people wouldn't realise that that's a common thing yep. um, in New South Wales in cemeteries. And I've been through the same thing with uh, another cemetery with my family. And it's really important that when people have somebody in a cemetery that um, they have to pass it on to someone. So, yes. you know, whether it's in a will that they pass that ownership on or yes. they do it beforehand by going to... Uh, the office and then arranging to have that passed on to a, a member. Um, but she was told no and uh, she went away very upset and she's been carrying this around for quite a few years and wow. we've been able to now uh, hopefully get that in place for her very shortly. Um, so it's a lot of, lot of things like that that people, you know, um, don't know a lot of rules and regulations and yeah. also just a breakdown in communication so so hopefully, as I said, this is the first meeting of, of what I hope is going to be quite a few yeah. and we can monitor what's happening and, uh, and give people feedback. That's really good. I, I, I really applaud you for taking the step and just, I mean, it only, it only needed to be an email, um, which is great that it only needed to be an email, but that was really good of you to take that on and and. Obviously, you know, it got to got to a point with you where you thought, no, 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 this isn't right. I can do something about that, which is really good. A lot of people don't don't feel they have the same option, so I'm glad that you. No, and, yeah, and I agree. A lot of people don't have that option. I'm I'm lucky. I'm retired now, um, and you know, I have a bit of time on my hands, and um, it's one way of giving back, you know, to our community. I'm a big believer in karma you know what you give you you get back yeah and um yeah i'm i'm happy to be able to um just be a voice for a lot of people out there in the community in regard to this do you plan on on one day being in pine grove yourself <clears throat> it's funny you should ask that because um at this stage no i won't be <laughs> um, we had 
we have we have a family plot um, at, at another um, cemetery, but yeah. I've actually uh, spoken just recently to my uh, my daughter and my husband and so on, and I said, you know, I don't know if I want to actually go in somewhere yeah. um, where people, you know, might feel they ha are obligated to come and visit. Yes. So I, I'm really still throwing that around. You know, everyone has different views yep. uh, on those type of things. Like my dad, we scattered his um, his ashes at um, yep. uh, Gordon Paul's up at Lura. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, everyone has different thoughts and mine isn't set in stone yet. No. And, look, I've, I've on my podcast I've been very um, vocal the fact that I'm just not a fan of, of cemeteries. I'm not a fan of... Um, you know, people looking down on me and, and feel, again, feeling the obligation to come and visit me. And then, yeah. and there's also, it's those people that go visit their loved ones on a religious and, and a regular basis, which is beautiful. I, I admire people that do that. But at the same time, you know, they look at the graves that are neglected and obviously it's very obvious that no one looks after them. And it just, it fills you with sadness for that person. I just don't feel that. And also I have this, I have this opinion where, when I'm gone, I don't need to take up space on this earth. There's no need for me to to take up a physical space anymore. So yeah, I'm I've never really been um, a cemetery person. And then uh, my mum got cremated and asked for her ashes to be scattered in the ocean. And it's one of those things now where I'm just like I'm so avid on that. That's what I want. I love that idea of once you're gone, you're gone, and you just live in people's hearts and memories, and that's it. And I I think as you said, you know. Everyone's different. Cultures are different. Religions are different, um, and and I'm a bit like you. You know, we've had uh, a few ashes scattered at sea, also. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, for for those people that want it, we just have to you know be the gatekeepers sometime and make sure that the um, that they're they're looked after. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, uh, Invocare. Um, uh, realize that they they're the uh, custodians and guardians of um, our loved ones yes and that um, they've got to be uh, you know treated with uh, the way that we really want them to be treated and uh, and respected yeah and we need to work with them as well as them working with us and you know it only dawned exactly. on me it only dawned on me as you said it they don't own those plots of land that unfortunately, you pay for a plot and everyone thinks, oh, I've paid all this exorbitant amount of money for these pine grove plots. But at the end of the day, they don't really belong no. to you. No. They're, they're almost like... And, and we've had... Yeah. We've had, um, you know, things in, in the news in, in the last, you know, 12 months where there's, um, you know, the government's been saying we're, we're running out of land for, you know, cemeteries and that, you know, that there's a lot of them are going to have to be... Um, taken back after you know so many years yes uh, to allow for cemeteries to continue yes. um, so you know yeah it's not an ownership but it's it's something that um, uh, as I said Invocare are the custodians of the one at Mitchenbury and several others and so they um, they have to look after it in the way that the community uh, expect and as you said Communication is a two-way street, and um, while we both keep the dialogues dialogue going, yeah, uh, we'll be able to come to resolutions that are amicable for everyone. Lovely. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you again. Thank you so much for just 
putting it out there for people to be able to be heard um, and represent a whole bunch of people that some don't even live in the area anymore and have loved ones there and some just simply probably can't even get a voice together because it, it can be quite a difficult thing to talk about. That's the whole reason I've done this podcast is because a lot of people find this um, subject hard to deal with and hard to talk about and my aim is to normalise it so that, you know, people can it's it's hard to some for me exact for me specifically it's hard to um, communicate things on the best of times when it's when it is around death and a loved one and a loss it can make that even harder to do so if we can normalize it so it's not such a big deal then it's it makes that conversation just that little bit easier even though it's still pretty hard to do it is and look thank you for your time and inviting me to come on because um I, I'm like you. I think if we talk about these things, it does normalise it and that makes it a lot easier. Um, especially, you know, as we get older, you know, we want, uh, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a baby boomer and, and we want our kids to be able to, you know, talk to us beforehand about it yep. and um, and not be a taboo subject. Yeah, because the hardest, the hardest bit about when someone passes away is the loved ones that are left behind and especially when there's needs and... Exactly. and preferences aren't known all those decisions get put onto the loved ones and I stress it out pretty much on every episode that if you don't talk to people they don't know and if it, for me when I was um, the one look, organizing my mother's funeral I've I took solace in the fact that I knew her wishes and what she wanted you know things like flowers and and yep. music that perplexed me and I didn't have and, and that usually that was the time that I got, became undone but if you can give people as many uh, as much information as they will possibly accept while the going is good, then when it's when it is tough, then it makes them a lot easier. It does, as you said, because they're the loved ones are the ones that re really struggle. That's right. That are left behind. Thank you so much. I hope maybe you can keep me up to date with your next meeting in a couple of weeks and see if there's any, um, you know, what their plans are and if there's any changes. I'd love to because I I feel that to to put that out there for people to know i mean social media is there and i'm sure they'll communicate with people but it'd be nice to just um keep track of it and see what happens with that i would love to lisa um and thank you for for allowing me to do that because uh, i think this is a you know, a good way of getting it out there to the community through podcasts these days also so thank you for having me again no, and uh, I, I will keep you up up to date Awesome. Thanks, Marilyn, for your time. You have a lovely Thank afternoon. You. Stay dry. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thanks, bye.